Fill her up. You're listening to the Cast Digital Network. Master amongst gamers, he's the king of ring himself. But your boy Thicky Smalls, Jerome Michaels, in the house. Hey, it, Big G. It's another great Friday here at Gas Digital. It's your boy, Thicky Smalls, the funniest man you've ever heard of, Gerard Michaels. And across the table from me to my left, at six foot three, 200 pounds, and every one of them is a problem, the CEO of the RNC, the master of punks, the tamer of sages, the king of the ring himself, pretty Mickey Gall. How are you, Mickey? Doing fantastic. Doing even better now. Why are you doing so good? Dude, we have two amazing guests. Two amazing guests. The studio has never looked this good. Nah, for We've real. We've never. <laughs> this is quite an upgrade. This is an Gas up- Digital. We really class this we, joint yeah, up. I tell when you, we, you know what I mean? Our, is, yeah, yeah, we our guests, the we last bring this place guest, up. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that guy can. Yeah. Yeah, we we normally have a lot of like killers in here, and like, like yeah. we've had thieves, we've had bank robbers, we've had assassins, we've had, uh, and now we have. Neighborhood logic. <laughs> Neighborhood logic. Well, well, she's a killer. We, I've did, seen. Yeah. I've seen her clips. Oh, I've seen her oh, clips. This is what on, I was gonna uh, say. And now we have the deadliest guests we've had yet. Yeah, two right. beauties from the Bronx. You never know what they're hiding. We have Tara Canastracy. Wonderful. A comedian extraordinaire. Yeah. And we have Catherine Narducci, who needs no introduction from The Sopranos. Sopranos, Bronx, Bronx Tale, uh, Godfather of Harlem, um, The Irishman. Mm-hmm. Need I say more? Are you you're in Gravesend too? Correct. No, no. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> misinformation. All right, there we are. There we are. I'm putting it out there in the universe. Now, Tara, you have uh, opened for some of my favorite people, Vic Di Benedetto. I love now. Vic Di Benedetto. Yeah, yeah. And everybody, nobody can say that name. Yeah. Where's the mine? My mother's favorite video on the internet ever. Bread and in milk. Her, I gotta get the broken. Gotta get the bread and milk. You gotta... you want, so I love. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. loves bread and milk. But it was one of those videos like you post, and he even said to me, "I go." He goes, "I almost took it down." Really? He said, "I almost took it down because uh, I was like, how yeah, what is this?'" Meanwhile, it went crazy. Changed his whole life. Changed his whole life. Yeah. yeah. That one video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As somebody who puts out stuff on the internet, that's like, every time I put it out, I'm like, milk and bread, milk and bread, milk yeah, and bread. Right. You know, every time You're I... open for that. That's yeah. great. Uh, 300 likes. Mm, Ship up. <laughs> I love when you think it's gold. When you think it's gold, I'm like, this is it. This is great. Yes. And then I'm like, oh, nowhere. And then I do the stupidest thing and it's like, oh. Absolutely. At, or or even worse, when you're part of a production that spends like tens of thousands of dollars to make this video and it gets nothing, and you do a video of like meh, 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 on your phone and it blows up, and you're like, oh wow, production's dumb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> production's dumb, but also you know, cast me. But production's dumb, crazy stuff. How are you enjoying? being part of a podcast now. You guys have a podcast together with big friend of the program, Chaz Palminteri. Now, now is Neighborhood Talk... Neighborhood Logic. Neighborhood Logic, sorry. Is that its own standalone, or, or are you guys doing it with Chaz? No, it's what's... part of the Chaz Palminteri it's Show podcast. It's part of the Chaz Palminteri Show. It's really, really, really funny. The Neighborhood yeah. Logic bit. How, now, is this something that you guys pitched to him? You guys were just hanging out? How did that come about? He asked us. I forgot how it started, started. We had each did the podcast separately. I had went on, you had went on. And, and then were we at his house, mm-hmm. were we having dinner and the conversation came up and he said, do you want to do one or how did we do it? Did we actually go to I think we talked about it over dinner one night and then 
the, and then we just started filming it. That's weird. I don't. I don't remember. What's how the we origin of it? your guys' friendship? Were you guys friends before that, or was that like? Yeah, the first? no. Uh, we I, obviously she knew Chaz for years, thirty years now with the Bronx Tale, and then I met Chaz maybe six or seven years. He actually came to see me perform. He heard I was. Uh, Italian from the Bronx hey. doing stands up and he came to see me and him and I connected then and then I met Catherine in Canada even though we both oh, lived shit. in the Bronx wow. yeah the but time. we met I knew her from her no you didn't know me then we only no, knew of I... each other and then in Canada was the first time I met yeah. what were you guys doing in Canada I was doing a soprano signing hmm. and she was doing stand up at that signing well, at that event. I... So base so the event was with Vinny Pastor and she was doing a signing with Vinny and John and I was and doing a, a show with Vinny. Wow. So it just it, Worlds and collide. she and that I met her and then she ends up extending her trip one day just yeah. to see our show. Right. And then we connected then. Yeah. Oh. Are you a big Sopranos fan? I watched the series at, yeah. d- at live, like during when it was out. I know you're probably going to hate I it. I wasn't a We're one. such Sopranos fans. Yeah, I keep looking around for Artie Bucher. I'm I like, think, ah. I, I, and I also think that G wore that shirt because you paid him quite a compliment saying that he reminded you of a young uh, James Gandolfini. Oh. So I feel like he like wore that today, like hoping we like. Re- oh, you know, I see it now that, that you said it. The young James Gandolfini. Yeah, yeah, it's you know, it's the talent, really. It just it, it comes <laughs> it just through. Exudes through it you. Just, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's really what it is. Yeah, I don't I think it. it was that shirt. I think it was. Do you have another one like that with two stripes going down on each side, or no? No, but if you want me to buy one, I will. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, I do. I do. I people say all the time I have the makings of a varsity athlete. So, you know, <laughs> that's uh. That's it's a, a big, joke from the <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you, uh, you know, if you watch, if you watched your work. Isn't it so but... funny? Like we were talking, we just had Ethan Suple on the uh, on the show too, and he was like, "This is my job." Like you know, yeah. like this is. We're like, dude, what was it like? He was like, "It was work. It was cool." Yeah. Like you know, you've been doing this for like you said, thirty years now, right? Yeah. Was the Bronx Tale your your first uh, major motion picture? Yeah. How did that? How did that come? About? It was. I was like I said last week on the, the the podcast we dropped today. It was the first thing I did of anything. And really, yeah. You just you just walked on and you got you yeah. got the gig. Did you always want to be an actress? Yes, or? and I was a closet case actress. I was uh, going on auditions. I wasn't telling my family, and um, I went on that audition and. You know what happened. I wow. got the role, but it's a long, great story, but I'm not telling it today. Why not? Oh, it's so drawn out. Hey, don't hold out on us. Come now. on. We got nothing but time. I'll make it real short. I took my son for the role of C. It was an open call for little C. Yep, of course. And my son was that age at the time. And... um I was the closet case actress, so when I got there, my son went in, I thought I would get to meet Robert De Niro, I didn't know how the business worked, I didn't know nothing. I thought if I got, they said Robert De Niro was looking for a a seven or eight year old son, however old the kid was, I forgot, and I thought, oh, Robert De Niro's looking, let me take my son and then I could meet Robert De Niro, and then when we got there, my son came out, and then they started seeing the mother, and a couple of the girls had gotten there and they looked like me, walk like me, and talk like me. And I was like, shit, what are they here for? I didn't know it was for De Niro's wife. And then when my son came out, I asked the casting director, why are they here? And they said, for the mother. I didn't know 
Daniel's wife still. I'm a and mother. And I said, I could do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm a mother. And she said, well, it's for SAG actresses today. If we don't find the actress today, we're going to open it to non-SAG tomorrow. Call me in the morning. And I did. I called and she said, yeah, come down. We didn't get the girl. And then I went back and... I auditioned for her, and then you made a video about the bread and the milk, and you became yeah overnight. bread and milk, yeah. bread and milk, and then I that was it. Two days later, I got a call, and she said Bob saw your tape. He wants you to come down for callback. Who's Bob? Wow! I did not even. I swear, I was really dumb uh, and young, and I went down there and met with Chaz and Bob, and I went back like. Chaz will tell you like eight or nine times. Wow. Yeah. I kept, the, it was like um, a pyramid and I just kept getting higher and higher and higher until like, till I got it. Oh, it there was like so many people. You got to act like you don't want it. But, but how like, surreal yeah. must that have been? It was, it was a, it was amazing. It was very surreal and it was such a good feeling and it, it was wonderful. Have you, your son ever look at you from across the dinner table at uh, like Thanksgiving? Like, <laughs> yeah. Was supposed to be my role. Yeah. yeah, no, he didn't even know. <laughs> what happened here, He Ma? was so young, he didn't even think about it. He didn't even care. <laughs> he didn't even want to go. I was like, um, "Want to meet Robert De Niro?" Like I, he ooh, didn't care. He wasn't pursuing an act. If he was pursuing an acting career and he was a little older and something like that happened, mm -hmm. he that might have happened. But sure. he was so young, he didn't even know what he was. Did doing. he ever audition after that? No, or nothing. No. So really, it was your gateway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Think about it that way. He never Crazy. auditioned after that. Crazy. You could tell Tara's a really, really good podcaster. She just jumped right in the host role. No, no, I love it. No, you I had the question because yeah. I realized yeah, I know all these in. years and I never jump asked in. that. Yeah, we stole it from their podcast. Great. Now it's our yeah. content. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Tara? You get into acting at all? I did a lot of sketch comedy, mm -hmm. like or like a lot of theater when I wanted to start. How'd you comedy. get into? How'd you get into comedy? I always wanted to do comedy, and I never had the balls. You know what it takes. Uh -huh. And uh, I would rather fight people than have to stand on, on yeah. stage and uh, make people laugh. And them just standing there being like, go ahead, make me laugh. And yeah, I'm just like, ah, Yeah, when I, my first few shows, I would be like, this is insane. Like, I'm going to get up on stage with the intent to make people laugh mm -hmm. simultaneously at the same time, strangers, by what I said. Like, that used to bug me out. But I always wanted to do it, and I, like, suppressed it for a really long time, and it started bothering me. Mm -hmm. And then I was in a sketch comedy play, like, out, out uh, in the city, and we ran for, like, a month, and the producer goes, oh, you always want to do comedy. Why don't you warm up the crowd every night? And I was like, yeah. And then, like, he had to push me on stage those first few shows. I was like, no. <laughs> and then uh, I got the bug. You know, you get that first laugh, totally. and you're like, I, this is amazing. I'm, I'm hilarious, right? And then you <laughs> yeah. struggle for the next decade. Yeah. But, uh... It's got to be That's all? Juice, like a rush. <laughs> like once you get them, you know. Once you hear that laugh, it's really a trigger something in you. If you've always wanted to do it, for me, getting that first laugh was like, you know, that validation, that, mm -hmm. that good, that, you know, char that luck you need in the beginning. You need that beginner's luck or totally. you will never do it again. Yeah. Well, I'm Did just you ever just... get booed? Never got booed. You ever get I mean, heckled? 
I'm pretty good with hecklers because I'm pretty quick. I've seen you uh, yeah, light yeah. up some hecklers on yeah, your Instagram. Yeah, um, hecklers yeah. never were really. I never had a lot of them. Never a big issue. I've had people not, you know, not respond the way I've wanted them to. Yeah, the, the heck, not hecklers food. are not nearly the thing a lot of people yeah. think they are. Mm-hmm. You know, um, what people think is heckling is normally just a drunk table having conversation mm-hmm. and like stealing focus. And you know, you just got to kind of corral them a little bit. If there's an actual heckler like trying to come at you, that should be like. A once in a, a decade type thing. The fact that there's so many, and I'm going to get on my soapbox now. The fact that there's so many comedians out there making a career on these TikToks about comedian X owns heckler, and it's like, bro, you got a heckler every week. That's saying it's something it's about a, your comedy, bro. Like it's, it's, you're oh, not I making. Thought, I thought you were going to say it's like a setup. One, like it could be a setup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could you know? be. It also could also. It could be. Don't put that past anybody. The other sure. thing is like. All right, this is pause for self-reflection. Why am I getting heckled every week here? Right. What's like? What's going on with my set? You're not making the point you mm-hmm. think you're making, bro. You know that and the uh, the fuckboy comedy. I can't stand. I can't. What's stand. a fuckboy comedy? It's a whole new thing where it's like they just look over their shoulder with a pouty face and they do crowd work, but the crowd work is really just them flirting with girls. And then in mm. 200 million views on TikTok. No. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you what do you think you're, you're you're attractive enough to keep eating those fries? No, no, I'm just kidding, but I'm not. Oh, but I'm kidding. Ten million views. <laughs> like, Who's doing that? Crazy. Call him out. Let's start beef, right? Yeah, now. Matt Rife. One hundred percent. I'll say his name. Matt Rife. Matt Rife. Matt Rife. Oh shit. Matt Rife. <laughs> you guys, you guys just got pulled into a gang war. I don't give a shit no. with Matt Rife. Wow. Hey, God bless him. It works. Guys got what? Ten million followers. He comes from Florida, but did, what material? And I'm not talking about like I'm not George Damn. fucking Carlin here, but what the fuck? Yeah, I've never Damn. seen. Look over show. Oh, 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 girl, stop it, please. You know, <laughs> black guy, am I right? High five. He likes me too. Like, oh my god, tell a fucking joke, just one time, <laughs> just one premise, setup, punchline, tag. I didn't realize what one I just fucking started. time. I didn't think he was gonna say anything. <laughs> anyway, wow. yeah. well, I think a lot of comedians try and post. You're the instigator. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm the instigator for sure. Yeah, a I'll, lot of co- I post I'm a lot of crowd work, but I post it because sometimes I have an album coming out and I don't want any of my jokes out, so my album's out, and then maybe I'll very post old the jokes. school. That's the very yeah. old school way. That's the you know don't yeah. burn your material. Yeah. Now it's almost like you got to plant your you flag yeah, that yeah. was your material, right? You know, because God forbid, people, everybody's taking oh, everybody. For sure. yeah. who, who are some of your favorite comedians? Um, my all-time favorites, Colin Quinn. Okay, great, yeah, great, great answer, great answer. My all-time like, and not that I ever would emulate or try and be like him, but when I was really, really young into comedy and just starting, I would go see him. Mm. Just because, well, first of all, the New York accent, which I tend to carry too, he has very strong, but he's very smart, and I felt that I had I had smart comedy, even if it wasn't anything on the realm of Colin Quinn, and I used to go watch him a lot. Don't comedians often kind of emulate or almost, almost like impersonate another in the comedian beginning? They in the say beginning, you do, and then they find their own. You voice, find your own kinda, voice. A lot of people become, talk about that. I said yeah. on Joey Diaz's podcast, we spoke about that. How we would like. Look, I, I, my first exposure to it, really, to any type of comedy was Carol Burnett and Lucia oh, Ball, yeah, as yeah. far as women, because yep. I would see that on TV. Even though it wasn't stand-up, it was the physicality of them. It was knowing there was a punchline somewhere. There sure. was, you know. Well, Carol so, Burnett's a, a, a phenomenal. I mean, she's a yeah. genius. I yeah, mean, so for yeah, me. Genius. That what was about like, John Rivers? Yeah, I mean, I love John. But, but my initial, I'm saying, my initial was really the Carol Burnett, Lucia Ball, like early. Cause, and Johnny Carson. I used to watch the Johnny Carson show as a kid. Kid. Like I, th- I always was drawn to comedy. Johnny mm-hmm. Carson's my love. yeah. 
so and she was on that Joan but I was always yeah. drawn to that as a kid well do you, have, do you ever see the Dean Martin roasts and all that oh stuff oh my god how much fun Don Rickles Don Rickles Genius. Don Rickles so Love Rickles. yes Don, have you I been mean, to the national can you imagine Rickles today yeah why oh he'd be cancelled oh come on <laughs> Yeah. Rickles in this yeah. environment, but you know what? He wouldn't care. I don't. Yeah, he'd be canceled. But I, I think they could try. Did you ever go to the National Comedy Center in uh, Jamestown, New York? No, no. I mean, it's not no. like you go to Jamestown, New York, or anything. No. It's Lucille Ball's hometown. But I was right? there. I was doing Am shows up north, and I went. Okay. They have all the roasts. You can watch all the old school. You can go through this museum. They pass around drinks. I hung out four hours no there way. and I could have went longer. I'm going to tell you, you about this thing called YouTube that you're gonna, it's going to blow your mind. You can Anywhere you go, I'm just say- anywhere you no, want, know, you can watch you can anything. Watch, I know, but I'm just saying there it's like epic. Like you get to see them on this sure. like big huge screen and... I just yeah. figured as a comic, if you performed in like Buffalo, like usually when I'm, if I perform in Buffalo, I drive an hour and I'll go to the museum. I, I, it's hard for me to watch comedy. It really is. It, like, it's hard for me to enjoy it really anymore. It's just hard to enjoy it because You're of comedy in general. Yeah, because I, I, I'm not looking at it from the perspective of like, it's like analytical. No, it's Correct. a museum. Correct. It's a museum. Yeah. It's like, I, you see Dangerfield's, no, it's Carlin's records. Like, they, they have every like, Artifact in there. I don't even know that comic. exists. Yeah. Is the Comedy Hall of Fame? Is there it's a comedy National Hall of Fame? Comedy Center? No, I need to figure out how I can Jamestown. get into the comedy. But are you Hall talking about you can't watch old comedy? You're talking about re- reference. But she's saying, are you talking about now comedics now? You can't watch them. I, I can't watch comics now. That's yeah, a great point. The older that. guys, you can watch. I watch like I'll, I'll watch Bob Hope and like yeah. I feel like I learn from. But I but just like in general, I, I don't watch comedy anymore from a perspective of like just sit down, relax, and let like enjoy this. I'm looking at it from. From a very analytical perspective, I'm looking at it from okay, like let me watch their pantomimes, let me see their their stage activity, let me see. And there's you know, gotta be the, fear the that you're gonna be tag. influenced in some way, like like or like like that they would like kind of give you an idea for a joke, but that they're doing or something. And like that. You know what the worst than that is? Is what? you wrote a joke. And you think, man, this is brilliant. I'm a freaking genius. This is going to crush. And then you watch, like, and you're like, oh, my God, Patrice O'Neill did this 15 years ago. Oof. Ah, oh, uh, man. If you want to see G get real mad, I just sent Jorge uh, Matt Reif short to play in the Zoom chat. If you want to see G get really, really mad. Go for it. Can they, can they watch it? What can we watch? What's that? Well produced. There we go. Jorge. <laughs> is this the good looking guy? Hey, Jorge, we're recording, That's right? Me? Yeah. What is it? It's a build a bear. You got me a build a bear? <laughs> Why? It's a voice message too in it. As a voice message? Yeah. From your show where you said if someone got you a build a bear. Oh my god. So I did I did a TikTok one time where the girl in the audience was saying it was a red flag that a guy brought her a build a bear on a first date. <laughs> yeah. And I had said in the video, I was like, I would love if somebody brought me a build a bear. So you brought me one? Yeah. I gotta do more jokes about getting my dick sucked. <laughs> Not bad. Damn. Oh god. Thanks, I guess. Omri. This is so sweet. Thank you. Oh, your numbers are on here. It might still happen. It might still happen. Okay. I thought that was funny. We can use them for cleanup. Can I take them out of here? Yeah. This is so cute. 
Omri, you sent a video of him killing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? That's that the, actually good. That's the that best. Really that was great actually crowd good. Work, the best actually. video. That's the best oh, video so of Matt Rife I've ever seen. Are you kidding? <laughs> I'm a Matt Rife fucking fan, dude. <laughs> Holy I'm a shit. fan now. Yeah, that's the way to do it. That's it. That backfired. Yeah. Total backfire. Now I can I can already see it. I can already see the comments going. Gerard just doesn't like it because he doesn't have to. Yeah, you can't. Gerard's gonna lose the weight to fucking do fuckboy comedy. I can see it. I can. He just got another million followers. Thanks. Yeah. God damn it. Welcome, Matt Wright. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know who I hate? Omri. That's yeah. who I hate. What? That's the, hey, that's the quick, one you pick time up? Time out, guys. Time out. Jorge, are we recording? All right, we're good. We're good. It's 50 50. It's 50 50 at best. I just had to make sure. Yeah. So now you, you, did, the, you did the Bronx Tale. You, you you beat out the pyramid of, of women. You're in scenes as the, the wife of Robert De Niro. All right, everything's changing overnight. Next thing you know, you're a full blown actress. What came next for you? You got an agent. You wanted to. You, did you have what? What? What was next? You still had a family, right? You were still. Yeah. Well, I was a single mom, so I was. It it didn't. Nothing changed overnight, because first of all, when you film a movie, it takes another year for it to come out. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I went right back to. Uh, I was working at the Hunts Point Terminal Market, and mm. then I quit and became an, uh, a waitress so that I could become an actor, so that I didn't have to be at a nine-to-five job, and I became uh, a waitress. I keep kicking you. It's all right. It, Shit. I, I, let me, let's, yeah. let's see. We need to organize our legs better down here, I think. I'll slide over a little bit. Okay. There you go. And so... We're playing footsie over yeah, here. No big yeah, deal. we're no big playing deal. footsie. No big deal. Playing, playing footsie with uh, Charmaine. No big deal. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> No biggie. No biggie. Poor no Artie. Biggie. Poor Artie. <laughs> um, so nothing changed overnight. And also, it took a long time. I did get an agent from it. Um, and that helped me change things after the movie came out. Mm -hmm. Once the movie came out, it's still, I remained waiting tables. And the only time I quit my job as a waitress and I could say I was a full-time actor is when I landed Sopranos. Really? Because then that was, you know, seven years. Mm -hmm. And I made pretty you know, good living, so I didn't need to wait tables what was the What was the process with Sopranos? Sopranos. Which, by the way, we think is the greatest show ever made. We think it's the it was rated number one. I, it was rated yeah. number one by Slick and Thick, which is all that matters. No, no, oh, uh, <laughs> but I know. But I think there was a huge poll last year that said uh, out of all the television shows, yeah, they called us, and it was Sopranos. <laughs> was they were like, who, who do you guys yeah, think is the be. best? Right. We said Sopranos. Everybody else. They said that guy who doesn't do crowd work in his videos will know. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah. I, and I do. I'm, I'm a crowd work guy too. That's what's fun. I don't like the Omri. You picked the wrong video, man. <laughs> anyway, he's pissed right. Now, I he's know, not bro. Not, hey, yeah. uh, you see that, it. I promised you seeing G Matt. I didn't say how. But I <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You did say that. Does Omri work with you all the time or just here today? Uh, Omri's Omri. not here. Omri uh, is is a former Mossad agent who's doing comedy across the world somewhere in, in Utah. That's what he says. He says he's like sleeping that, in a van uh, and doing Jorge comedy. Jorge isn't but... the one talking. Oh, Jorge. Yeah. Omri's, uh is our producer. He's over yeah. the okay, interwebs. So, thing, wait, who actually? She got that video up. Why? Omri, Omri, who, who yeah. you can hear in your in your in your yeah, headset. That, that one was on me. Yep. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. 
Is this going to be a thing now? You guys are just going to drop Matt Rife videos on Every me? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm going to tag you on them. I'm, I'm gonna, tagging you on all the good them. ones. Every oh, podcast, man. you got to drop them for five seconds. Oh, man. You know, yeah, right? We're the, we, should we rename this the Matt Rife? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Enough. We're making him sick. Oh. <laughs> you know what? I thought he sucked, too. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Narducci on your we side, We don't want to hear you about you getting your dick. Yeah, right? Whatever. No, I'm kidding. He was cute. <laughs> In fact, I got an extra bear at home for him. <laughs> oh, man. <No>. <laughs> so, that I never quit my job to uh -huh. get back to it really quick. And until I got The Sopranos. Oh, the process. The mm -hmm. process was Kathy Moriarty, who at the time I was, we were very extremely close. And Kathy called me up and she said, Narducci, I went in for the show, uh, The Sopranos, and I, I, you know, I'm testing for, she was testing for, had been testing for it. Mm -hmm. She was going to do a screen test with Jimmy. Mm -hmm. She goes, and uh, I think you should go in for it. And I thought it was like everybody else about singer. I was like, I, I don't sing. And she's like, no, no, it's a really good script. David Chase wrote it. And I just called my agent. I said, Kathy Moriarty gave me a heads up on a show. And they got me the audition. And I auditioned for Edie Falco's part. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. shit. And then they called me back. And um, I, I forgot if I read for Charmaine, but I, I don't know if I auditioned for Charmaine. I think... I think I just got it offered after I did the Edie Falco thing. I don't wow. think I auditioned for mm. Charmaine. So one of the one of the very few uh, critic critiques, I guess, of The Sopranos then, and it's happening more now in as this society woke, whatever you want to call it, looks back in a retrospective and they say the big problem with The Sopranos is in the female characters. David Chase wrote them to either be a nag or a whore. Every character is either a nag or a whore. Who said this? Uh, some internet idiot. You know, I think it was off the post if I can remember it. Or, okay. Yeah, but that's so that was the you know that's the critique looking back. But every guy's that. a piece of shit too. Well, it, but, you know what I mean. Well, like I every, everyone's that's flawed. True. Everybody's yeah. flawed. I mean, I, you're right. Not a piece of shit. But uh, like I said, I think like we one time talked about if you could pick out like a a good guy. Gerard asked me, "Is there a good guy on Sopranos?" And I would say Bobby Bacala was a pretty good guy. Yes, murderer. Yes, he's a killer. Yeah, yes, he he's you know he he killed one guy, just one. On, just oh one my screen. god, you get a pass. You get a pass. <laughs> just one. Hey, everybody gets one. I everybody think Tony one. was the best guy on the show. The best guy. Really? Dude, my dad. That's what my that's what my dad. Well, Tony was too. the best guy, and the show was genius because of Lorraine Bracco, and Tony. And and because of everybody else, but to me, Lorraine Bracco and Tony are what made the show different. Because if it wasn't for Lorraine Bracco and Tony's sessions, to tell the world his problems, mm -hmm. and now you see a three-dimensional character, sure. you realize it all comes from his childhood and his mother and father, and he's a victim of circumstance and a victim of of his community and what they did and how they grew up, and he had no choice. Mm -hmm you start understanding him through these therapy sessions and that's where you fall in love with him in the therapy sessions not really with 
everybody else. You fall in love with him in that room mm -hmm. because you start to understand him and you start to have sympathy for him. You start to understand where it all comes from. That show was very, very, very deep, the psychology. Yeah, for and sure. To me, I think he was the the most kindest, loyal. He was the loyal, kind, trying to please everybody, trying to wear fifty different hats: be a father, be a, mo uh, a, a husband, be a son, be a loyal friend. He was always juggling, and then. But he robbed and he caught, murdered. He right. robbed and he, and he cheated. murdered. And he, and he cheated. Took, yep. But he took but, significantly. But these, but you kind of understood. You kind of understood it. You cut, and that's why he was likable. So I, I, likeable. I always found. Obviously, you root for Tony. Tony's, you know, he's he's the best. Mm -hmm. But I found his rationale in the, um, the therapist's office. As like he was like like almost like sociopathic like he was justifying things he was acting he was like oh, I'm this sad clown yeah, yeah. meanwhile he's doing a bunch of bad shit like it, and especially in one of the last seasons where he's taking the asbestos and just it's having it dumped in a lake yes you know what I mean like yes. he's poisoning his 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 whole the community. world the whole right. the everything right. you know what I mean he's yeah. he's quick to. Looking at the neighborhood, he's like he's. I think he's very contradictory. Like he's looking at the neighborhood, like this is the fifth ward, blah blah blah, yep. and then quickly like yeah, sell that, sell the egg place, yeah, give it a, make it a Jamba Juice. I don't care. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I found I. That's why I, I stick with I thought Bobby was the best guy in the show. Like I thought, you know he he didn't cheat. He was he was loyal mm -hmm. to to his woman. He uh, you know he he was gentle. He he was like a he was like a nice guy. Mm -hmm. he, big teddy bear. A big teddy bear. Yeah, I found him to be the but most redeemable. But he only killed one person. Just only one. one. Just Everybody one. Gets and one. and Tony made him do that because he him. because he like he was pissed at him for beating him up. Yep. You know yep. he made him kill that guy. You know. I feel like there were times you wanted to see Tony be Tony, like when Lorraine Bracco got raped. Oh yeah. Yes. For I, sure. Everybody like I remember being so disappointed. That like if it's real life, that she didn't tell him yeah. because you wanted to see, because you felt like he would have protect. Like that was the part of him that if he killed that guy, you would have been like, oh my god, but he's it, our hero. It upheld her. It would have put him up That's so right. high, but it held her integrity as a licensed, yes. no doubt about it. counselor. But yeah. you could tell it fortified yeah. her, like uh, you know, her integrity, her yeah. stand upness. David Chase had to take a lot of real life uh, input into into his writing mm -hmm. and into the writers' room because I remember. Um, in the conversation I had on the PBD podcast with Sammy Gravano, he was talking about, you know, people in Queens love John Gotti, love John. They would come up mm -hmm. and he'd hit, bring the ice cream truck around for the kids. And uh, people would be like, you know, very, very, there would be like a gratitude towards, towards, uh, uh, Gotti, and then Gravano would be like rolling his eyes, going, "This guy sells, this guy sells heroin to your kids. Like, what are you talking? Like, why? Because, because he does. He brings around ice cream once in a while. He throws a fair. He's a good guy. Like, this this guy's destroying countless families in this block. And then that was his thing. I mean, like, man, the the, the opinions of these people don't matter. These these are, uh -huh. these, are, these people are nuts. Yeah, it's like the drug cartel leaders. Like some of them, oh my God, they give back to their community. Meanwhile, they're murdering everybody, feeding you know, yeah, the glorification of guys like that in power. No doubt about it. And and I think that there's something to be said like for all of us in our society we really gravitate towards the powerful. And no matter whether or not we might like hand ring about how they became powerful, but at the end of the day there's like a respect. There's like a eh, 
He made his own rules, did what he had to do. She made her own rules, did what they had to mm-hmm. do. It's only until that person then loses the power that then you you see the cavalcade of like, you know, everybody coming down on how what a horrible person that mm-hmm. that person was. Yeah, yeah, now that they're not powerful, right, you now feel, that they're murdered, yeah, yeah, you feel you <laughs> yeah. feel pretty you feel pretty bold now that the you know, I don't know. There's there's something in the psychology of us as humans where we just like we kind of gravitate towards that that outlaw a little bit. I think I don't of know. Of course, everybody loved Tony Montana, right? Yeah. But it wasn't always yeah. that way. Like, like the original hero in, in motion pictures was, you know, the the upstanding citizen. It was the, you know, the, you know, uh, it's a wonderful life guy. You know, it's like, oh, I, George. I tend to. I've noticed. I tend to root for the. A lot of times, not always, but I tend to root for like the bad guys in a lot of movies. Bad guys get you the guys, best lines. You guys, like, uh, well, like, take Heat for instance. Mm-hmm. Heat. You have Al Pacino playing. Uh, like what was his name Hannah or like something like that he's the he's the on the side of the law yep and then you have like De Niro and the crew are the the bank robbers yep I'm 100% rooting for the the crew right and it might just be because there's more of them that we're like kind of in you know indoctrinated to and you know we we start to like like them but like there's so like even if I'm watching cops mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of rooting for the bad guy well who roots because for the I system you because know? I can't like I can put, I could be in the position of the guy getting pulled over. Yeah. But I'm not a police officer, so I can't really put myself in the cop's shoes where I'm like, well, how much you have to drink here? So, you know <laughs> yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. I think it depends too on the perspective of like what you're looking at. Like for a bad boy to have a little bit of like charm or charisma or look, like for me, like. Give me the Titanic. Give me Billy Zane over Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> any day, and he was like, and I was like, I was like, oh, yeah. why can't she love Billy Zane? That was zero. That was probably not the majority of anybody's perspective huh. watching Titanic. But you give somebody what they like. I like dark hair. Mm-hmm. I like dark eyes. I like this. Like you know. Yeah, it's like in the Notebook. The rich mm-hmm. guy did nothing wrong. Right. The, the rich guy did literally nothing right. wrong in the Notebook whatsoever. And it's like I watched the Notebook, and I'm like, this is the dumbest movie I've ever seen in my life. This is the single stupidest yeah. movie. Well, I think it's too about that chemical connection and just knowing when somebody's supposed to be right. You think that's the more of the, but yeah, but like in a yeah, but you thought the rich and the, he was good looking, right? Yeah, he was it did yeah, nothing it was wrong. A, yeah, he was a good looking. Well, it did nothing. Like okay, whatever, leave. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, great. Great. Now you got a girl with Alzheimer's. How'd it work out for you, buddy? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was a little harsh. Jesus. Fuck Matt Ryan. All right. So. (laughs) And that's a callback. Yeah. Man, so you go on tour. Now you open for the Righteous Brothers. Is that correct? I just recently did. What's it like doing comedy in front of a room full of people that are not there for comedy? Yeah. And that are not there for you? Because there's a very famous. Mm There's there's a very very famous instance of this that they thought in the eighties they were gonna bring the biggest stars in the world together on one tour and they were gonna have George Carlin and Kiss together. And George Carlin mm-hmm. was going to do comedy. That's odd. It lasted like four shows. And Carlin was like, There's no amount of money you can pay me to go back on that stage well, ever again. The thing is it has to be I realized this because I initially <laughs> said yes. I was like, This is cool. I'm gonna get to go to Righteous Brothers concerts. I think I mean it's classic. It's mm-hmm. like what an experience. And then whatever. And then as it got closer, I was like, what the hell was I thinking <laughs> when I said yes? I was, t- I, she can ask her. I was like, oh, I was dreading it. I was like writing new material. <laughs> I was trying to, oh, I was like trying to write things for each city. I was just like, oh my God, is this, this going to be hacky? Sure. Is this going to be horrible? <laughs> I was like stressing myself out. And then I will say, uh, 
I had a wonderful reception. I think it's you have to be the right fit for the audience, oh, which I sure. didn't think I was going to be. It was for like sure. I'm in Ohio, I'm in Michigan. The, the median, the mean age is 30 years my senior at best. You know, for mm-hmm. this audience, they're mm-hmm. not coming for comedy. They're not comedy club ticket purchasers, that, and they're not even right. They, that's it, that's that seems a thing. Like if you're, you're, it's like you're mixing genres there. Like people are there to like. And know, I was listed on the websites, but let's face it, they're going to see a Righteous Brothers concert. Yeah. Excited for the few people I that came to see just me, and then got to see sure. them. But the majority of, I mean, ninety eight percent of them, ninety nine point nine percent of them. Well, we we've talked about this on the was podcast there for the before. Righteous Brothers. Yeah, we've talked about this before. You know, like when you're first starting in comedy and. They're fortunate mm-hmm. to do bringers or whatever. People that aren't comedy fans come out to see you, and they're they're bad at being comedy. Like being mm-hmm. a, a, a fan of comedy, you, you there's a certain role you play in the show. It's an interactive performance. So if you've been going to comedy and you know comedy, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, this is when you laugh. This is you know you don't let you you know you kind of you don't let the room get tight. You know there's. Mm-hmm. There's the audience has a huge, huge role in the overall performance. It's it's a really give and take. And if you have people who go into it like uptight, they don't know what to do. They're trying to order from somebody. They're like calling over or something. You like they they've never been in that environment. It's a net negative, man. It's a real. I bad heard thing. the I, best saying in the world. Could I just say it? Yeah. yeah. Somebody said that uh, when you have just say like. Cabaret, like, like you're when comics go up, like you said, and there's somebody mm-hmm. passing drinks while you're giving sure. your jokes. It's the same thing with singers, musicians, anything. When you have cabaret, it's food and dining and entertainment. And somebody said that is an insult to the both the chef and the artist. Mm. How about that? Yeah, that's interesting. I've yeah, never like heard that. it put that way, but that is one hundred percent true. So in our business, yeah. we call it the check spot, mm-hmm. and that's normally your audition spot. So you know, in New York, if you're trying to like shoot, I don't even know if there are house shows anymore. Everything's a produced show, but you you'd have your host, who's a, a very experienced comic. Then you'd have two or three house comics, mm-hmm. and then you'd have your closer or your headliner or whatever. And that third spot before the headliner is the check spot. That's when they would pass out the checks. That's when the oh, service okay. ends. So now you're up there for your eight minutes doing your audition, and it's the boiler pot because nobody in the room is paying attention to what you're saying. Oh my God. Hey, you owe me 20 bucks. Hey, we oh. got to split this, and you got you to gotta do your set. Yeah. Well, if they serve food during the thing, it's like, I think Colin Quinn's like, I'll never be funnier than a steak. You know, like <laughs> something like it's... Yeah. Um, you're eating. You're not. Yeah. It doesn't make a difference who's up on that stage. Yep. You have food in front of you. Yeah. And that's, but for the Righteous Brothers, it was not. There was no, not even servers. It was. We were in. Well, you're huge in a theater. Theaters. You're in a theater. Yeah. yeah, it's completely different. And yeah. when I, I think what stressed me out not so much. I could c- recover from a bad show at this point. Like if it was not the best outing, okay, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like my career's right there. But I didn't want to disappoint the people that believed in me that put me on the show. Oh, yeah. So that put pressure on me. More like I just don't want to upset them. You don't I, want to upset the righteous the brothers. Righteous, well, wait, right. <laughs> I was like, they're going to be like, who is this girl yeah. getting up there like bombing before yeah. our show? Which is like, I don't want, you know. You lost that yeah. love I, I use that as a quote, actually. I use that as a punchline yeah. for, or, or a tag, I should say, nice. for one of my jokes. Parallel but um, thinking. But uh, no, when I got off stage the first show. It was a like a rush. Like I felt like, 
oh my god, that was I feel so good. And when I got off, literally the producer got like came up to me and he was like, "Well, that's a way to make a thousand people belly laugh at the same time." And I was like, "Oh." Like I just was like, "Okay, I could do this again yeah. tomorrow now." And then I we went to Michigan and I did it again and then at the end of the cuz I only had two shows with them initially and we went to the hotel bar after um and Bill Medley walked in and he's like, uh, well, young lady, it seems like, you know, all people can talk about is how you kill. And oh, I was like, hey, hey. And I was like, okay, I could do That's this. Gotta feel now good, I'm huh? like, then I went from telling her I dreaded it to being like, but Kat, now I want to be on tour with the Righteous yeah. Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, how, how do I get the Righteous right. Brothers to open for how me? Do I, right, yeah. How do I keep there? doing this? Yeah. Like, awesome. There will be more, so now I'm happy. Did you ever think about doing any, any comedy? Did you do stage work no. as an actress at all? Yes, but I would never do want to do comedy. No, desire. she's the best storyteller, hands down. At, as from a comic, from somebody who studied Carlin and that's high praise, Murphy right there. And, and Colin Quinn, I am a Colin Quinn fanatic. I used to have a cardboard cut out of him. She's probably hands down one of the best storytellers. What's, what's one of your favorite stories of hers that she could share on our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this no. is my dysfunctional childhood that I. When I tell my stories, but also, I, I I think you liked when I when I when I gave birth. That's my that's my all time favorite. But all of no, I could no. never. Why? No, 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 uh, too long. No, no, too long. Uh, I, oh, it's. I want to hear. It's a whole performance. What a I want to hear. <laughs> it's a whole I didn't realize it till we went out. I didn't realize it in Canada. We went out for dinner. When we when we both got back from New York yep. and she told the story and I remember being and I wasn't close enough with her mm -hmm. at that time but I wanted to be like do do this on stage <laughs> like do this and now I tell her all the time like she can have a one woman show she won't she won't and I'm done beating the dead horse but but she I could no do desire. it in other ways I don't know why I have no desire to be on a stage by myself at all. Because like you're, you're not a sociopathic it. narcissist I like, like we are, yeah. I, yeah, ding, ding, I, like, <laughs> I like sharing the stage. Even yeah. when I, like, I've given awards before or events, I I want the other person's, if I get all, like, yeah. more the, more lines to mm -hmm. talk, I'm like, want to switch? Let me just go when the winner is or here for you. Mm -hmm. I don't, mm -hmm. I just don't like, I'd rather have a character to work on being in front of a camera than being myself on a stage but you are now doing something with the stories it's not there yeah not. i'm writing She's i'm writing, writing vignettes little short 12 page uh vignettes stories. for people that are uh 17 listening to this are what tiktoks used to be called so she's making little TikToks here. That's what we're really. It's yeah, like short little, little TikTok. You're getting a little sixty second or less. No, no, no she said twelve pages. pages. I, well, pages, well, I would yeah. tell you what you should do if she is that good at storytelling. She wants to tell stories. You know, tell a story. So I can't really like you know claim it. But you know, yeah. I, I'm just gonna have to take your word for it. I guess unless you want to tell a story and prove it. I would never tell it. Uh, 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 now I'll tell you later. <laughs> I'll tell you after Bring I have the a few drinks in me. Yeah, I like it. No. Put it this way. I'm not going to tell the story at all. It's just that after I gave birth to my daughter and I came home on the second night of having my newborn daughter and I was 16 years old, I thought I went into labor for the second time. Uh, oh, And me and my mother thought they left the baby up there. What? Yeah. Whoa. So you had you a tough 16? childhood. You were 16 when you when you had your first yeah. kid. Wow. 
Oh, man. Too bad Teen Mom wasn't around back then. You could have got the whole fame thing quicker, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. well, you got to tell us that story. What's the... Uh... That's another day. That's another off day? Off camera. Off camera? <laughs> Everything's off camera. Everything's off camera. Nothing's on the record. Oh, man. Yeah. So, it was clearly a planned pregnancy. 16's a little young <laughs> to about... get started on the family, so but I, li- I like it. It was planned for years. Yeah. It, it, it had I a started nice... planning at 12. You had a nice little place in Westchester. <laughs> yeah. you, you were playing house one day. Yeah. Yes, a fine gentleman from uh, from the you, local local you, lemonade stand right came you over. Finished, uh, your algebra homework. Yeah, you were like, you know, yeah. start start family planning. That's not it. What yeah. do you think? You I start? can't family plan at forty three. Mm. <laughs> it's nobody can. I mean, you know, but I feel like everybody figures it out, right? I mean, you figure it out, right? Do you have kids? No. Do you want kids? I do. I, do I feel like well. why not ask a guy? But it was as women. You do want kids? I do. I actually had Chaz yell at me on on the podcast about this because I told him I could see myself being a father, but I can't really see myself being a husband. And he was like, "Yeah, it's because you're a selfish bastard." And I was like, "Okay, fair enough." Yeah, I want a brood. <laughs> why are you a big kids. player? I'm not. No, I used to be. I'm not anymore. I'm not. But the uh, I don't know. It's just. Um, do you think it's because it's hard to? I'm sorry, I cut you right off. No, no, but is it because you're a, a comedian, like an artist, like that? You that part of you is such a priority and such a like laser focus. It doesn't help, or it's not. Okay. It doesn't help. Yeah, yeah. It, it you know the the lifestyle is not very conducive to because that was my issue. Yeah, that's yeah. It's, it's not. It's not like you're not at home. You know, you're you're going away mm-hmm. for periods of time, and somebody has to be very like strong. You get DMs or something like that, or there's mm-hmm. meet and greets after shows and stuff. But it's just. Um, I don't know. I've never m- had a uh, a relationship where it was, you know, like where that was kind of ignited in you. Like, yeah, where it was like, like man, you know, that. this, you know, like I, I don't know. Maybe it's the libertarian in me, and maybe it's like the if you want to leave, leave, go for it. I don't really care. Like you want me to do this, I don't want to do it. And you said that that's the this is the but like if you're gonna have kids aren't you gonna want some help yeah i guess but i i'm marrying the help like i don't i want a partner <laughs> like you know what i'm saying like it's, yeah no yeah. for sure but uh, you just said you you had no desire but for you're that. young right no not really no not that young you know not that young uh, i'm i'm in i'm at an age now where i wouldn't try to convince her to get an abortion that's for sure okay yeah i'd, 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 I'd hope she'd keep it i'm right. at this i'm at that age you're at that age yeah well so, you're not driving a yeah and offering a 400 which also is also why <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really the player I used to be because I'm like. <sighs> I gotta be careful now. Yeah. You gotta see who you get locked in. I, I also think I'm past condoms at this point in my life too. I'm not. There's no going back. So. You what? You're living <laughs> in the right state, you. <laughs> <laughs> what you talking? You you're gonna lecture me? Yeah. You're gonna lecture me? Yeah. yeah it comes from the people most experienced. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> you're living well, in the right state. Well, yeah. L- I luckily, think you have to find the right person. L- luckily for the that. for the for the good looking women of the Bronx, I'm not trolling the waters for. 16 year olds so I think we're <laughs> you know <laughs> thanks for no, uh, saying that for everybody I think you have everybody. to find the right person thanks for putting that out there that's a public service announcement <laughs> yeah. Yeah. let me ask you something about this ask me okay I've heard that drinking more than a gallon a day is not good for the brain because it oh that's you're asking the wrong guy okay but you drink three of these no not typically but I so I don't think someone who's not exercising and mm-hmm. sweating the way I am should drink like several gallons a day. Okay. But I'm like on, on a like a hard training day, I'm probably sweating out a gallon of water. Wow. So if I'm putting one in to replenish and then one to 
you know, kind of fill fill me up yeah. as well. I think it's okay. But I, I typically I'll, I will do two of them a day. Wow. Yeah, especially when like if I like I'm training hard and pouring sweat and all that, you know, sauning, practicing two three times a day. How many I calories do you think you burn in? Do you know? I don't know exactly, um, but I don't know. Probably on like a day like that, probably around five thousand. Crazy. Something like that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I go hard. Kid trains hard. hard. Three times a day, hard yeah. training. So what's yeah. the goal in your career? Like, what is it that to you're going for? Beat up as many people as I can, get as much money as I can, and uh, be a champion. Yeah. And set myself up for whatever I, I plan to do after. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, wow. How many yeah. years typically do fighters? Um, From an well, ignorant standpoint, I really don't know. Yeah. Um, you mean like what? where do they like retire? Career-wise. Like, well, I met your mentor before. Is he still... Uh, like he, fighting or yeah, anything? No, no, no. no, no. no. Um, that was David Adiv. He mm -hmm. no. He's uh he he's uh like my teacher, like my mm -hmm. jujitsu. Ju ju like he's a jujitsu specialist mm -hmm. and like master. Um, but I, I've I've been fighting professionally since I was twenty three. I had my first professional fight. Um, I'm thirty one now, and I plan to fight like until like I'm at least forty. Okay. I'd like to, and he, you know, maybe not with the same regularity that i'd like to mm -hmm. now but i'd like to do it into my 40s some like I, I think nowadays like people um like matt brown he's he's one of my good friends he's 41 still fighting the ufc anderson silva what is he 45 mm -hmm. still fighting like there's a lot of mm -hmm. the longevity mm -hmm. is is, is still there enough. well guys aren't and, smoking darts it's not like you grew up in the mines yeah, when you were nah, 12 years we're, old we're, you know? yeah we understand health and we you know mm -hmm. take care of ourselves uh, and you the fighting you do is what no gloves. It's like it's a, it's a little gloves in the cage. Oh shit! Yeah. So it's is like it... you're kicking, you're punching, you're wrestling, all that stuff. Would you then yeah. teach? Uh, Do you think about that, or is it too far? Ahead? I would like to. I would. I will absolutely. Um, you know, I I'd be crazy to take all this information I've been learning and learned mm -hmm. and just take it to the grave with me. Mm -hmm. I would. I absolutely plan to teach and plan to share it. Uh, I don't. That's not all I want to do, though. Right. So I I will. That'll absolutely be a part of of my life. Like even now, like I teach. You just don't sometimes. know what platform you'll do it in. Is what you're saying? Maybe. I I think I you know I. I well, he uh, has an OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, there you go. I do. I where <laughs> I teach where I actually teach moves. I don't do uh, naked. I'm not doing naked. Uh, there's doing only one way to find out, Nardouche. There's only one. There's only OnlyFans has comedy too now. I, think. I know. I know. Naked. Yeah, they're trying I, to move away from just the naked. Yeah. Stuff. They uh, message me the, about the comedy. The naked stuff does a lot better. Oh yeah. Probably pays. I'd be making a lot more if I was naked. For sure. For sure. So you guys are Italian, yeah? Italian? Italian? Yeah. So I assume watching guys fight is like the ultimate turn on for you, then I would imagine. What the it's, hell is that it's, supposed it's, to be? It's in the blood. No, I fight enough for both of us. Is that right? Yeah. You don't. You don't. Uh, when when you watch the UFC, you watch guys fighting. Oh, That's I can't not... even watch what he does. Really? Can't She's even a watch gentle it. spirit. Squeamish. I cannot even watch it. Why? I could bo watch boxing. Really? To a boxing certain extent. Worse. To a I certain love extent. boxing. You love, love love boxing. Love. I saw some amazing boxing. Uh, some events. some bouts you've been to the bouts. I've been. I, I saw some major. Look at this. Boxing. Look at this jacket. This awesome jacket. You you got the whole Rizzo. You got Rizzo it. vibes had, uh, going on right now. So <laughs> I had like my like family yeah. members, like my aunts, she like one of my first fights. Throw the hands. 
And they like hid between the seats. Like they, yeah, they realized very quickly, like it was not for oh, them. And I, I, mean, I get that. You can watch that. it on TV, so let alone see you in. I mean, I yeah, see. it's oh intense God, though. It's very primal. Like when you see it in yeah, person, especially when it's like someone you know, mm-hmm. you're like fucking. Yeah, yeah. Or, or like, I would want to. Like, or you, yeah, stop go it. the other way. Yeah, yeah, I'd like run. I yeah, I can't. You'd want to break it up. I would never up. see him live. I could. I like that would be a great bit. Like that would be a great bit if you were able to hop the cage and break it up and then finger wag at it, boys. Hit him with the shoe. Yeah, gotta get a get a get a wooden. Spoon right. out there, go so in there like Nona. Right? Yeah. Can, can I ask you, when you're fighting and you see these fighters all banged up, nose, blood, and they're still going, does it look as painful as it is, or are you numb at this you, point it, where you don't even feel because the adrenaline's so high? To us, it looks worse. Yes, it. Uh, there, you definitely feel way less. You feel it the next day much more. Right, like you, like when you're in it, you're just like it's almost like you're like. It's like oh my sh- my ship's taking some like is taking some impact somewhere, but like or like ooh I'm getting I like yeah that that landed, but it's like you're not like ouch, yeah you know what I mean like you're no not not at all, I don't feel I I've I've had like 50 stitches in my face and I didn't feel pain from one of them. Did you have your nose broken? No, knock on wood. That's amazing. You've never had your nose broken. Yeah, yeah, it's a good nose. Oh Thank shit, you. it really I'm is. Trying, yeah. I'll try and protect it going forward, too. Yeah. Can't help the I'll ears. Try, he needs try. that nose yeah, good. No, right? There's yeah. no help in the ears. Remember I think they can do some surgery. Bull? Take that little thing Remember off. Remember in Raging Bull when, right? when he says, we're going to do, when she said he's cute, he's good looking. He says, good looking. He goes in, he Yeah, he beats the shit out of him. Yeah. Yeah. That was some scene. I love that scene. That was a great movie. That was I love great. Have you worked with Scorsese? Yeah, Irishman. Irishman, duh. Irishman. What was it like working with... Scorsese. It was a dream come true. It was amazing. Yeah. Amazing. One of, Mickey, Mickey likes three directors. He likes Guy Ritchie, Scorsese, mm-hmm. and Tarantino. Or as I like to say, Quentin Tarantino, Italian Tarantino, and British Tarantino. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so, I love Guy yeah. Ritchie, too. Yeah. Me, too. Th- those are my Snatch. favorite movies. Yeah, love Snatch. The, I love the Gentleman Lockstock. just came out. was fantastic. I didn't see The Gentleman. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's on Netflix. I like Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels, mm-hmm. too. That I love, was I love the way his stories all come together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think the best Scorsese film is? It's hard to pick. I, I started to go Goodfellas at first. To me, there's one above the rest. I like Casino so much. Casino's good. What's the one above the rest? Well, what do you th- what do you guys think? I don't know what that is. So what the no, best score the, the best score says? Oh, 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 um You know, I'm gonna have to say Mean Streets. Mean Streets, really? Going with the classic. Yeah, yeah. Why is that? Because that really inspired a lot of kids. I'm not from the Bronx, by the way. I'm born and raised in East Harlem, which was a very uh, predominantly Italian neighborhood. East Harlem was? East Harlem. Really? 100%. Yeah. And um, that's where they filmed Godfather Harlem, like for the Italian part. I fucking love that show. Okay, that's East Harlem where the Italian guys are. Interesting. Yeah, I actually helped them do scout locations and everything on that. So, but anyway... um, I think that I Mean Streets had a big impact on me because when we came out of that theater, we saw people like us and talk like us and walk like us. It was just like amazing. It's like, wow, I could do that. Yeah. Mm. You know, it was inspiring. I think I know which one you're going to say now. I'm, I won't say I'll let you go first. I, I'm a good fellas to me. Is, yeah. You know. Let me guess. Wolf of Wall Street. It's second number two for me. Oh, I love Departed. 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 Because I almost said Departed. I knew you get because I was like, Departed was really well done. Departed is almost a perfect movie. Bronx Tale to me is 
almost a perfect movie. It's, it's impossible to pick something that could have been better. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, yeah. Um, I, Departed's I, I right there. Departed. You're, you're right. I knew you were going to say Departed from us. Departed Kiss is it. good. I just worked with Bob and um, uh, Barry so now Levinson. she calls him Bob. Those plebeians. It used to be Robert it's De Niro. Robert De Niro. Now, now she calls him Bob. Bob. She's on the inside. I like that. Yeah. Good for you, dude. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, And I don't usually fist... What are the... Fist pump? Fist pump. Yeah. That's... Yeah, that's actually I gotta say pub public service announcement yeah. for when I when like I don't like that shit either. Like I don't like getting hit on uh, like I use these are my tools. Yeah. If I'm given a fist bump, I go like this. Like I'll I give oh, me like some. Sideways, like I go I go yeah. sideways. Because like I've that. had people go and I'm like, the fuck, man? Like yeah, I gotta yeah. punch shit I don't later. Like I've been either. punching shit all day. Although I wow. will say, uh, on my yeah, so headstone, I, I just turn it sideways. I like that. When yeah. I die on my headstone now, it'll say, Here lies Gerard Michaels, fisted by Catherine Narducci. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh shit. It's gonna go viral. Hey, congratulations, G. Congratulations. Yeah. We got competition, Matt Rice. Oh. He's airing that. That's one. right, oh. Matt Rice. Yeah. What do you think? Did you get we'll fisted? We'll call this Did episode Footseed and Fisted by Narducci. <laughs> you keep your build a bears, Matt Rife. Oh, yeah, keep I got I got fisted by Charmaine Bucco. What do you your move? Your I'm move. Shit. <laughs> I'm a true comic. I'll just have mine say I leave you with this. Nice. Nice. That's it. So do you do you have uh do you have kids? No. Do you want kids? I this year I'm debating it the most. Probably yeah. because it's the clock is a ticking. Yeah. As well, as there's a, people. Yeah. There, there's people. Again, science well, and all this other stuff. Yeah. What yeah, is yeah. what is the like the cap like the like uh, for having kids? You think? I don't know. I mean, I think if you have young eggs, like if you've done like IG, uh, IVF or like fro- 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 you know frozen eggs, I think mm-hmm. you can do it at any time in your life that you want. Okay. But biologically, so you, you women, I did. Yeah. Early, yeah, early on when I started move. comedy, because I was a savvy like, move yeah. Right there. See, I even wow. got the fist. Uh, you got fisted by Mickey Gall. I, I mean, a lot <laughs> yes, of this is I guess wild. a lot of girls can say that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think now is the year I think about it, and I'm like, wait, should this be the year where I like? Because now I'm just starting to really go away a lot, though. Mm-hmm. Well, do you have the guy that that you would allow insemination? Yeah, you just absolutely. got married. Oh, you, you just did. Got married. Yeah. yeah. Are you sure? You don't want to give it like you know six weeks? Make no. sure, <laughs> no. like you know, returns. No, I'm but, good. Right. I'm good with him being the donor, but. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Throw a bun in the oven. You know, this is so sick because I said this to another comic and I was like, you know, and I was rationalizing it and I said, you know, and, you know, whatever, more material. And she goes, that's, you actually, she goes, I don't know if you just heard yourself, but you actually said you'd have a kid for material. And I was <laughs> like, that's, that's a true professional Honestly, right there. for the story. You got to do it for the story. I said, you know, it's really sick that I said it like that, but that's really how I feel. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, wow. all right. Not the only reason, but yeah. it was a, but it was like a. So, all right. so you, nice okay, so you heard it, dearest. so you heard it here. You know That's what? My I know, babysitter right there. I know She's here, great with kids. She plays and everything. Gas Digital is looking to get into the, the the comedy special game. They're looking to put out six new comedy specials this year. Maybe you can write, make a deal, right. put in some royalties for the kid, absolutely, and say, hey, uh, here's the thing. Right. You can produce my special mm-hmm. and I promise to get uh, pregnant in order to, to have the material for said special go. what do you Absolutely. think mm-hmm. yeah we'll get That's the ra- we'll get the righteous brothers on board they can Absolutely. be there at the delivery singing right. as the baby's <laughs> coming As-no, out after I'm yeah. done they can just Bill Medley can sing I've had the time of my life that's it and now it's over 
because <laughs> you have a kid. <laughs> so the one bad side of drinking all this water is I have to pee. Oh, all right. I have to take a quick pee pee break. Are we live landscaper or not? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> so now that we're back, right. uh, <laughs> so you were a single mom when you filmed uh, a Bronx Tale. Yes, that comes out. You're still single. Yeah. So were you involved in the Hollywood dating scene at all? Did you get no. into? You, you you didn't uh, you know you didn't wind up with like Burt Reynolds one night no. during a pitch meeting or something. No. 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 Trying to stop trying to find some dirt on. No me. casting. I'm, I'm digging, I thought telling no <laughs> casting couch stories for Nikitty. No. No, wait. So let me let me tell you about this movie that I just did with De Niro. Oh, please do. I'll call him De Niro for you. No, Bob. Bob. So he's playing two people, and it's Barry Levinson directed it. He's playing um, uh, Cost- Costello. Uh, Frank, Costello? Gen- Costello. Frank Costello and Whoa. Vito Genovese. Really? Oh, so up my people. alley. Oh, really? I'll show you the pictures of him. Yeah. I can't. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And um, I, I think it's going to be a really good movie. It comes out February 2nd in theaters. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. That's Next incredible. year. What, what's gonna wait a whole it? year? Shit. I, it's not even a whole year. February. February is not even. Oh my god. It's, we, we gotta wait nine months. Nine months. Guess, 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 who's, ba- guess who's gonna be there? I'm gonna have a baby. Guess who's gonna be there <laughs> at, at the, the premiere? premiere. Yeah, you're gonna be there holding a little bachi galoop at yeah, the premiere. Yeah. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Little bambino. Little bambino. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you ever been offered a role that you turned down that you regretted? I've turned down roles, but nothing I've ever regretted. No. Yeah, is there something? There's something that... I just turned out down a while back, but I don't want to say what it is because it's not out yet, and I don't know how it's gonna do. I hope it does good. Yeah. Whatever I turn down that I feel like, oh, I don't know if I like it. Mm-hmm. I hope it does well, and I hope whoever gets it, whoever and whoever gets it, I feel was meant for me to say no, and they get it. I mm. just be- big believer in that. So you know. There have been things I've turned on, plenty, is, but nothing that I've regretted so far. Is there a role that, that's out there that, that you'd love to do in a perfect world? What What's the, the absolute dream role? I want to work role? with Quentin Tarantino. Oh, yeah. the real Quentin there Tarantino? The Italian Making Tarantino all of the Mickey's Tarantino? dreams yes. come true. Okay, so... I met him at the, at the um, Academy What do your feet Awards. look like? Let's let's get your feet up on here and make yeah. this thing happen. Yeah, if if if, if he likes oh. the tootsies, you're in, girl. Oh. Tarantino likes himself some tootsies. Oh, it, really? We just talked book about foot, feet, a foot fetish oh on the podcast. Oh, my God. I get, do I have good I get off. You do Let have, me look. They're in size let's order. Let's go. Let's see. Oh, those are good tootsies. Oh, put them up. You got to put them up. Put them up. Those are some nice tootsies. Put them up. Look at those. Can we get the... Send a Video to Quentin Tarantino. They're not getting on camera. on camera. They're not getting on camera. What? They're panicking. They're pa- look at Ta-da, that. Look Quentin at that Tarantino. Everybody. That's a perfect foot. That's Quentin. a perfect foot. Everybody. That's Hell yeah. Audience, you know what to do. Audience, we're gonna get that clip out there. You, every single one of you, the slick <laughs> and thick <laughs> army, tag Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> And our douche is in. No, oh, hashtag man. Quentin Tarantino, hashtag Captain Arducci, hashtag. Put, next book book the foot. <laughs> book the foot is the hashtag. Book, book the, the foot. Book the foot. Let's go. Slick and thick book the foot. There's, there's only digital, one more Tarantino movie coming out, allegedly. Book the foot. I, I gotta so be in so it. So we gotta get that. We gotta Why have, can't it be Book the Foot? Book the Foot. That's a great movie title. Why not? That's the name of the episode as well. Book the Foot. I mean, that'll be the first time my foot would be a lead in a movie. I tell you what. Let's go. I'd watch it. 
I'm in. I'm, uh, I'm 100% in. Narducci plus Tarantino? Come on. Come on. I, I can do it. the voice. What voice what we voice? got? For my foot. What's the voice of the foot? Oh, the foot's going to talk. How you doing, Quinn? It's me. <laughs> Catherine's uh, left foot over here. I get messages like this all the time. She does the emojis, and I get a voice. It's an emoji with that voice literally ranting at me. Every time she sends it, she knows I'm going to lose it. Oh, uh, rant. I mean, should they these to go on for oh, three like minutes. Oh, like the emoji face? It's so an look, emoji you face talking with, with, with that foot. foot. The foot emoji. The foot emoji. Emoji. You oh, gotta do oh, it with the perfect. foot. I gotta do my foot emoji. <laughs> oh my god! You gotta do it with the foot. This is big. This, this is big. Guys. This, this is it. big. This, this is the this, next we big need, thing. We need this to make big. this happen. Hashtag it's the book next the food. big thing. Book, book, the, book the food. Book the food. Hashtag book the food. Yes, book the food. Yes, man. Wow. I want to If you get a Quentin a movie off of this, I need to. It's gonna be slick, thick, and yes. Come on. Yes. If I see Quentin, I'm like, hey. Dude, you seen the tootsies on Narduch? After, 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 Why can't it be slick, thick in the foot like Smokey and the Bandit? You're, you're, you're off. Slick, thick in the kitty. You girls slick are welcome back whenever you want. You kidding me? Slick, yeah. thick in the kitty. What's going on now? We can't kitty. put that on camera, I don't think. No. <laughs> <laughs> kitty Narducci. Yeah, well, that <laughs> is my nickname. Oh, you, you can definitely put it on camera. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you wish. <laughs> That's my nickname, Kitty. That's why she's saying it. You don't know that. that. Was, yeah. That's my nickname. All right. Well, now we do. That was my name in Euphoria, too, on my license plate. For oh, people really? who really oh yeah euphoria you guys didn't mention euphoria, euphoria yeah. did you see the opening I second tell season you. opening <sighs> you ju- it just grosses for... me out a little bit wait didn't did we just hear about euphoria on the last it grosses right? you out the guy who's given four hundred dollars to his girlfriends to go get four hundred dollar abortions. What? Who's doing that? I'm doing <laughs> that. You did that, Chief. Yeah. I did that? Yeah. You did she that, dude. You did she say said it. it. That's why you moved to Florida. It's, you told us. Wait, what if Glenn Tarantino just books the foot and not Catherine? Like, only her foot is now in the movie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my like, no. If it's your foot, I will still pay money Don't to go see put it. that out in the universe. Don't do that. No, Don't no. do that. I love that. When you win your next fight, it's got to be, you know, with a, with like a, a spinning head kick. And then at the end, you got to be like, Tarantino, Bubby, book the Bubby. foot. Bubby. Book the foot. Bubby. Come on. Book the foot, man. He'll know. I got you, Narduch. Yeah. yeah. He'll know. Book the foot. So what's next for you, Tara? Uh, what's next for me? I'm Colorado, Montreal. Oh, just for just last? Are you doing road. just for last? No, no, I'm doing uh, mid-June. I'm doing Montreal. Oh, cool. Very mm-hmm. nice. Very yeah. nice. And what about you? I'm just waiting for my movie to come out. In February? Right second? now. No, I'm doing... Um, I'm probably going to go back to Godfather of Harlem mm-hmm. season three. Maybe in the summer they start filming again. I don't even know when. And I got this movie coming out. And in the meantime, I'm writing. Oh, great. Awesome. And you do a lot of painting. I do a lot of painting. What, what do you paint? Abstract, figurative. I sculpt. Really? Yeah, that's going to be my next show. I want to have a, a show with my sculptures. That's what I'm... I really want to do that. I'm going to make that happen. Really? Yeah. Sculpting. Interesting. Did the scarves come out? The scarves. Please, they robbed the scarves. I don't know what you're talking about. She put her art on clothing. Really? Mm -hmm. Yes. So you put, you make, you make the sculpture and then you put scarves on them? No, no, no. She paints and then that's a whole, that's a whole other movie. Like clothing. When you, when you do the sculpture, do you go uh, little pee pee or big pee pee in the in the like like the statue of David, big pecs, little pee pee, 
Oh yeah, they don't want the don't dick to, to take away from the art. Yeah, you know, in, like those old statues, how they like all the statues have yeah. have, have little dicks. They do because they they don't want the dick to take away from the art. They want them to see the art, not be distracted by the huge hog. Is that what you read? Yeah. Okay. That's what I read. First okay, of all, I never heard that. That's... We're 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 just we're just. We're just one hundred percent sure that that's small. We're just like on everybody's Wait, on board that's with small? that. Wait, small. What the David? Yeah, we're. Wait, that's I mean, that's not big. Oh. Is that not? Have you seen the David? Yeah, not in person. Oh, I've seen you? Pictures. I've seen pictures. You saw it in person. Mm-hmm. Was it small? You know, I wasn't. I don't really. I guess in comparison to, I don't remember focusing on it. Ah, so maybe good. it worked. Ah. Maybe ah. it's proven his theory correct. How about that? How about that? Now, you talked about earlier with the cauliflower ear about how, you know, with some fighters, that's Wait, like... do you need to put the AC on? Only you about on. to ask me about my... Uh, so you got the cauliflower ear, but like we talked about, uh, for a lot of guys, it's like a badge of honor type of a thing, right? It's There's your this... big dick is what he's saying. That's not what I'm saying. What? <laughs> huh? Like you, like you show it off. It's true. If I, yeah, if I had like a 10-inch or I'd be wearing like Speedos what nonstop. What were we just it's talking true. about? Yeah. Um... Uh, yeah, I guess for some people it's like a badge of honor. Like I think you like you earn the cauliflower ear. Like mm-hmm. you don't just like, like kid kids who like would like watch fighters like would like bash their ears with like rocks to try and get some cauliflower ear. Mm-hmm. You know. So I just recently learned that back in like World War One Germany, and it continued into like Nazi Germany. These guys would have. It was like early kind of MMA. They'd have these fight clubs, but it would be with swords. And they'd have fencing, mm. and they'd take the protective tip off of the fencing. And they'd get these massive scars. Mm. So, like, you know, like how all the, the villains in movies had, like, these yes. facial scars mm-hmm. and stuff? Yeah. That comes from the the Germans that were fighting in World War One and in World War Two. A lot of the generals had these massive scars that they did to themselves wow. from, like, having these fencing See, fightings. that's stolen valor. That's, like, bashing your ear with a rock yeah so stolen they, valor you these guys have that these, shit these got, they, no they, they literally they got cut by somebody else in a fight right that's real but you said they would just cut themselves no, just to look like what it. they would do some guys did that but what they would do is you'd get cut you gotta if you can pull you up like rip open the, sti- the yes, scab and like make they, it worse they'd stuff it with like horse hair and stuff so it wouldn't close and it would like hump up yeah. and these guys would have these look. you gotta look at some of these scars it's incredible and they, like the way it looks is, is unreal do we have to look at it you can I I mean, probably not because you know it's not being pulled up. Could, but you, could you do it after we leave? Sure, but <laughs> it was know. it was a sign. <laughs> like German women were super duper into it back then. Like attractive. They were oh. super into Sexy. it. Sexy. Yes. Wow. It was like yeah, well, he, some he sort he of status symbol. He, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, it's it's manly. So I guess it's my qu- my question then would be like, what is like that stupid thing that doesn't make any sense for women today? That wow, that's really attractive for that guy, even though it's like really dumb like that. Is there something like that? That's a really good question. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Something that would be really... I mean, I look at a, a feature that probably a lot of people wouldn't look at. I look at a man's hands. Hands? Hands. What's what's sexy about hands? I don't know. I, you have to have a certain type of hand. What type of hand are we talking here? I don't know. Don't look at my hand now. Don't, don't look at my hand. Hands. I feel I feel uncomfortable. I don't know. I feel like there's something about a man's hands that I... Do they have good hands? Yeah, how are our hands? Rate it. One to ten. Yeah, good hands. Rate it. They're Tell, good, hands. good hands. Both of them? Yeah, I think... Who has better hands? Yes. Yeah. You, you oh, gotta feel I, them really to know. No, I mean, you gotta no, feel I, them to know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I look at a man's hands. I think that's the thing that a lot of women don't look at. Huh. 
What do you look at? I look at hands. You look at hands? Do you? But that's not what I look at. No. What do you look at? I, I mean, I look at... That was one of the bulge. weird things. Bulge? You're, no. She's a bulge Bulge? Bulge? No. What do you look at? What are you looking for? What do you look for in a man? Like a weird thing like that. Like I like, a, like, I like, like a, a I like a good jaw. A good jaw. Oh, a good jawline. Jaw like solid. A good jawline. Good jaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not much for beards. I'm taking it. I'm not. Beards are nice. Yeah. That's like they <laughs> say. You nice. go for a man like your father. Your father had a good jawline. He had a good jaw. What was it like working with James Gandolfini? Oh, I love James. I I I loved working with him on Sopranos. But James and I did a short together called A Whole New Day. Mm-hmm. While after we did the first season and then we went and did the short, his best friend Billy Garcia wrote it and directed it and we mm-hmm. play husband and wife. It's, I'll send it to you. The okay. link. Yeah, um, it's, it, I love working with him on that and that's where we really got to, I think, know each other. We mm-hmm. had a lot of time with each other but on Sopranos too, of course, it was years mm-hmm. but that's where I really got to really know him and I, I just think... He was amazing. His last film was amazing um, human being. Louis, Louis, uh, Julia, 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 Louis, that was really, really, yeah. really good movie. Really, it was really. a d- different side of him that people uh, got to see because you kind of stereotyped totally. him with the her too, right? Yeah. Her too. I, I, I think that I, I'm it, it blanket on name. That film is very underrated to me. I thought that film was very, very good. A lot of heart. She's a great actress. Mm-hmm. Oh, so funny. Yeah, so funny. Yeah, so funny. I mean, and, and great. Yeah, for for decades too yeah. in different roles. Yeah. She's she. I find her to be very underrated. Do you know? I never thought that. I, I didn't really I wasn't a crazy Seinfeld person really no and everybody was watching it I'd go in another room like and then I way. caught it the second like years later yeah. and, I love it now and I I didn't see every one I didn't like mm-hmm. binge sure. it but I saw quite a few and yeah. I never thought she was funny and the first time I saw it mm-hmm. I didn't think Jerry Seinfeld was funny well that's a that's that's a very important part though right so what Seinfeld did that was uh you know groundbreaking was he was the first lead that didn't give himself the punchlines he's kind of like the straight man he was the straight man he was the setup man and then all of the he was the audience proxy and wow. all of the craziness around him ever all these other you know, uh, co- comedians, they get their sitcom and they all fail because there's a lot of ego involved. Oh, yeah. And you're in a writing room, you're like, yo, that's fucking hilarious. I need that line. I need that line. I need that yeah. line. And the next thing you know, it just gets boring. It's like everybody else sucks. You're funny. Everybody else is stupid. You're funny. This person's quirky. Oh, there's a gay couple over here. Oh, whatever. And it just, it, it doesn't. But Jerry being and all this nut stuff happening around him and him having kind of the humility to yes. let them have their yes. moment. He yes. would even laugh and break character. All the time. He laughed all the and time. broke character all the time, which really went to show you how much he lended a hand to just everybody else. And like, so I love that show more than ever now because of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Knowing George as Larry David makes it funnier to me. So we were create we were Seinfeld because I loved yeah, Seinfeld. I loved it. I loved lived it. for Seinfeld, but then when Curb came out, I couldn't get into it. And now, yeah, I, with traveling, I started putting it on on the planes. Yep. And now I, I started season nine, so I have to go back. Yeah. But now I love Curb Your Enthusiasm. Curb, I, I love that show. It would frustrate the shit out of me. It, it does. It, that's its, like, it, that's like, its thing. Like it would, he could just easily say, "Oh no, I meant this." Yeah. The show's over. Yep. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, well it's the same thing. That's the I, I part know, of it, right? If you go on like, Reddit, uh, Reddit does uh, a, a great thing with like if Seinfeld was done today. 
and every Seinfeld episode is one minute long. It's just a text message, bro. I'm outside. That's that's the whole right. thing. That's the like the right. entire plot yeah. is just hey. It's uh, nice, but kind of like a Tarantino movie. I love how Seinfeld all came together at the end. Like in that mm-hmm. 30 minutes, everybody's storyline merged somehow, mm-hmm. and like something from the beginning affected. Oh, it's so well end. written. So uh, Frasier, I think, was very well written too. Yes, yeah, and I Frasier's think thing. now, I think when you when you miss the boat on the first time a show when everybody's got it, and then you watch it after, I think you appreciate it more. Totally, right? It's like a surprise. It's totally. like a gift. That's pa- like, Parks wow. and Parks and Rec for me is like that. I love Parks and Rec, and uh, every time I go back, I see something. Like, Sopranos is like that. Yeah, you I know? have friends who are watching it for the first time. And I'm like, I'm jealous of you that you get to enjoy it. <laughs> what Sopranos? Our, yeah. I want to watch it again oh, now. Our I want to start uh, it and see how I feel. Our old producer David Parra is watching it for the first time this is a guy Colombian guy grew up in Florida and through becoming friends with us he's like I gotta see the Sopranos thing and now he's it's so funny like and he's not doing it on purpose we go over the place I'll go over to his place down in Florida, and I knock, <laughs> knock over a cup of coffee, and it spills. He goes, Gerard, my own, what's, come on. <laughs> He's picking up mannerisms I'm like, from... <laughs> I'm like, David, the fuck did you just do? <laughs> put the guns away, David. Put the guns away. You don't talk like that, bro. What are you doing? You're, 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 come on. You're a, you're a hipster with a with an acoustic guitar. Let's, you know, let's calm down. You know? My <laughs> own. Funny. Oh, my own. <laughs> what are you doing, bro? The, uh, yeah, you know, with, the, with uh, Seinfeld, the first choice for George was Danny DeVito. Makes sense. The second choice, wow, how different this would have changed oh, yeah, everything, yeah, yeah. was Chris Rock for George. Imagine that. What? Uh-huh. That Think about that. Wait a minute. Think about that. For George Costanza? For George yeah, Costanza Chris was Rock. Chris Rock. Wow. Yeah. What do you think with with casting directors when they when when they have a show? How much of getting cast is the casting director's decision versus the director's decision versus the star, the producer's? It's decision? a total collab, and the casting directors. Um, I I think of it as not that the people who don't get it are the weeds, but like they get rid of all the weeds and bring the bouquet of flowers mm. to the director and producers. Like they'll see a hundred people. They kind of sift through. Yeah, and yeah. bring all the flowers to them, and they'll you know they do the the job that they don't want to do, sit there for hours and hours, mm-hmm. and uh. make their job easy, and they do what they do best. Yeah, interesting. I, it's all collab though, and it depends on how much the director and the producers uh, have worked with the casting. Like Marty always works mainly with the same, you know. Um, um, uh, Barry Levinson works with the same a lot, so they tr- really trust to know. Mm. We trust your work. We, you, we we trust you. We trust your uh, opinion mm. and your. Do you have any advice for young actors or actresses that, you know, are, are going into auditions? You know, I've heard different things. I've heard... You don't go in person anymore. You mean self-tapes? Well, they do self-tapes. Yeah. yeah. So when you're doing your self-tapes and you're sending Going in, in person is done? That's not... Yeah, it's done. Okay. Yeah. Until screen test, I guess, would be the first time you're really doing okay. in person, right? So... I mean, Yeah. You're doing so when you're doing your self tapes. Not yeah. that have you done, have you had to do self tapes? Yeah, of course, all the time. What what advice would you give for for young actors and actresses that are doing their self tapes and presenting themselves in in this? I would say don't act. <laughs> don't act. I would say just react. Mm. Mm. Don't act. Just just breathe. Don't try to be anything more. Don't be anything less. Just be. Mm-hmm. And acting is reacting. And also. When I taught at the School of Visual Arts, I love the saying, and I do it for myself. I repeat it over and over. 
um, an ounce of silence is a pound of words. Mm. Mm. Silence is, is, is just doing nothing is just amazing sometimes. So yeah. I tried to tell my ex in bed she wasn't feeling it. <laughs> you want silence? I was like, let's just let's just take a break for a second. Just catch our breaths here. Oh, you're not out of breath? I'm out of breath. <laughs> let's just what, what do you think I am? Matt Rife? Calm down. <laughs> Fucking Huh. Gotta, gotta pick up that cardio, G. <laughs> no. <laughs> Somebody bring this man a teddy bear. He really he just <laughs> sorry. I'll bring Bill the bear next time. I do love that. I do love that. What are uh, like? I want to ask you guys your three favorite movies and your three favorite foods. So which in whichever mm. order? The, I, I always like asking those questions. I like to hear like if you could have like like and and it could be different today. It could be different tomorrow. But if right now, like if you were like. Mm, this would be like the perfect food. Three of them. Food first. Go. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like a, a nice dish of pasta always. What kind? Are we talking here? I just like a bowl, like a bowl of spaghetti, rigatoni, rigatoni bolognese. Here, what are we talking? Yeah, about? I like a good bowl of pasta. Uh, we talking? Are we talking all vodka kinds of sauce? Pasta. What are we talking? Clams. Here? I'm not a big vodka sauce mm, person. Mm-hmm. So nice Clams and the white sauce. Nice marinara, garlic okay. and oil, something like that. D- bowl of pasta, I love. Um. And uh, I like a good burger too. Hell yeah! I'm a burger. Burgers in my top three as well. Burgers in my top three. Like I, if I'm like, you get a good burger, that's yeah. a good. And then I'm not a, I'm not at all, ever, a pizza or French fry. I will never go. I'm in the mood for a slice of pizza right now. Really? I, never. Me neither. I'm not a pizza or French. I don't fry like person pizza or French fry. That's usually people's like weaknesses. I'm not pizza or French yeah. fries. Hmm. Don't do it for me. What's the third one though? You give two you like and, and two you don't. Uh, Pasta burger like, or like a nice steak maybe. All right, all right. Steak dinner. Well done. What about you? Me, spaghetti. Really? Spaghetti with fresh tomato, basil, salt, pepper, nice. done. Garlic nice. oil. Garlic and oil, a little hot pepper. Mmm. Nice. No pecorino romano on there. Cheese, of course, at the okay. end. I'm starting to get really into. They're doing the. They they spin the the pasta and in the, the cheese. Che- oh, I'm starting to get really oh, into yeah. that. That's mm-hmm. something. That's a good one. I don't like any cheesy saucy. I don't like cheesy saucy. I don't like macaroni and cheese. Mm. I don't like mac and cheese. I don't no, like I saucy. I like to taste love. the actual food that I'm eating. I don't want the sauce around it. Like I'd rather taste. I'm the, a condiment guy. I do like some sauce. I like sauce like to dip, but like a little bit where I taste both in a balance, not okay. where it's just swimming in sauce. Mm-hmm. Right, I don't right. like that. Mm-hmm. So I like good spaghetti, marinade, garlic and oil, everything with hot peppers. I like hot um. Peppers. I like um, uh, breakfast for dinner. I love that. I love breakfast for dinner. That was in my top three. Just the bun. I love I love scrambled eggs with um, syrup on them. Like yes, wow. All right, so ready? This is is a move. I do like you take 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 so I take a pancake. Yes. Put some scrambled eggs in that. Put like some. Like some turkey sausage or something in there. Like a pancake Sp- syrup taco on- Exactly. It's a pancake taco. Put some syrup on top. <laughs> is oh, it a, wait, is it a protein money. pancake? Wow. Preferably. Yeah. A little, little Kodiak cake, I, yeah, something yeah. like that. I'll do yeah. a protein pancake yeah. with eggs. Mm-hmm. So breakfast. Oh, yeah. the, my third would be eggplant parmesan because that's what I think nice. I, I, I think I could do uh, mass production of. You, you make eggplant parmesan? Wow. My eggplant? 
and meatballs. No, when I no, eat. I knew she was gonna say meatballs. We're having a meatball. We're having no, a no, meatball. No, no, I'm saying meatballs. Where do you have a meatball I... off? Yeah, where's our? How invite? do I get well, we invited need to the meatball off? So we do need. We do need people to taste. If you're in town, we're doing a meatball off. Me, her, and Gianna Palmentary. When is this happening? I don't know. Maybe Tomorrow? next month. Yeah. I'll, I'll fly up. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna need good people. We're that gonna need love you. Food. All right. Because that's then, in my top three. Is uh, meatballs? I go with my my mom's uh, and I specifically say my mother's uh, chicken cutlets and meatballs. Mm. She made that for my yeah. my birthday. <sighs> so good. Yeah, it's my favorite. Wow. Yeah. That's my and what's your what are your my other two? I so I just got into Indian food, and this might sound a little crazy, but I like uh, it's this dish at this place in uh, Florida. It's called uh, goat curry. So it's goat. You lost me. I knew I was gonna. I you knew lost no me one, on the no goat one. and the curry. If you try, yo, curries, they make it like it's like sweet and like spicy. Like, oh, it's so fucking good. Yeah. And then uh, I go with I go with a burger. I go with a bison burger. With some mm-hmm. bison meat in there. Like sweet potato fries on the side. And, mm. and I shut my mouth. Well, let's hear it. What sweet potato? Anyway, you three. Uh, my three. I go. Uh, number one for me is always gonna be chicken parm. Preferably, mm-hmm. I think, from Carmine's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, if this table was chicken parm, I'd eat my way through it. Easy peasy. We believe peasy. you. Continue. Easy, easy peasy. <laughs> number two. Number two on the list. I'm going to go with uh, Chinese food. I like it. See, this is why I like what, that we continue like these. Because yeah. that, that's a change uh, yeah. to your normal like top Chinese three. Food. I All like Chinese right. I just had uh, some mushu and egg roll. The, now, the Chinese food down in Florida is not good. Chinese yeah, food yeah. up here is through the roof. But the Indian food up here, not good. Indian food down here, through the roof. I don't know. Give Indian a try, guys. I know it's a little intimidating. Yeah. I've had it's Indian a, a lot. I love it. I've had it. You I mean, have? Not yeah. you? I've made it. I've made it. What do you uh, make? Butter chicken? I'd make curry stew. Really? Nice. But not with meat. I don't eat really eat meat. I don't eat red meat. So really? I mm. used to. I eat red meat once a year. Like, I'll have meatballs when we do the, the mm. meatball. Co- and we split, we split a burger every time she's nice. having her red yeah. meat for the year. It's usually with me, and we split the burger. Nice. Yeah, burger. I like, I like to split it. Um, But what about three top movies? Moonstruck. What else? Uh, Moonstruck was the first time I ever saw people that like looked or sounded like me and my family on TV. So really? that was like my all time Moonstruck. Have you ever seen the uh, Eddie Murphy bit about uh, Rocky? <laughs> talking about the you got to see it. Talking about the Italians. Uh, of course, like, you yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly, raw. raw. You know, Rocky got white people who think it crazy. Like, oh, you must see Rocky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Give me some juju, goobers. I mean, there's so many movies some that I think are great movies. Juju beans. But movies that I get sentimental with. Rocco. Hey, Rocco. Hey, Rocco. Rocco. Oh, hey. Bad. Uh, Moonstruck. I, I watched Fatso the other day, which was like an old time. Get out. <laughs> I love those. I guess, I mean, I love so many movies. Oh, you movies, saw G special? But I think, Get out. I think like the My Cousin Vinny's and the and the the movies I can watch all the time that My they're co- on and I can leave them on. Like, I, I think there are so many epic films. Yeah. Like, how could I be like, you know, my cousin Vinny's my sure. favorite. But movies that I just will keep on all the yeah. time are those The Godfathers, The Goodfellas, mm, The My Cousin Vinny's, The Moonstrucks, The Fastos. It's, it's, a, it's a different level of, like, connection. And with all due respect Not because I'm you, Italian. You're, you're even both, just, you know, right. absolutely gorgeous women. Forget. Right. But I've never seen anything look like Marissa Tomei and, and My, my cousin, cousin Vinny. My God. As a kid, I was like... Bling. Well, I'm not gay. 
<laughs> so I think those movies for me, they just, they bring, maybe they were the movies on in my house all the time. It was my first introduction to Italians on TV as a little girl in the Bronx who wanted to perform and be on stage and do all this. I gravitate towards films that could I could emulate. Okay, cool. Interesting. For me. Interesting. And you? What about you, Narduch? Um, for me, it's a film nobody in this room has seen. Cinema Paradiso. You just told me about it, right? It's called Wild as the Wind. It's with Anthony Quinn and Adam Agnani. To me, it's amazing. It's a Wonderful Life is number two. And I love... It's another movie not a lot of people have seen. But it's personal to me. It had an impact on me, which was when Peggy Sue got married. She goes back uh, in time yeah. and sees all the people that died, but she's her age she is now, but goes back as a young girl. Interesting. But she's herself now looking at her mother, who I mean, her grandmother and her mother, they're all dead. Wow. But not all of them, but a lot of people when do she you, goes back. Do you think there's, there's a heaven? I don't know about an actual heaven where people are floating around on mm-hmm. clouds. I don't mm-hmm. know what heaven is, but I think that there's something bigger than us that we can't even fathom that happens after we die because you don't come back. But I think that there's another something that happens. And I don't know if it's reincarnation. Maybe we do come back because I've had so many times in my life where I felt like I've been in certain places or places that I've never been to. I feel like there's a calling for me or Mm. uh, I do believe in reincarnation, Mm -hmm. coming back as something else Mm -hmm. or reliving as you come back as an animal. I do believe in that. But I believe that there is something, not a heaven, an actual heaven where God comes in Mm -hmm. gates. It's no hardware. Mm. You know, I think that it's... A place you do go. I think that's what I want to believe. It's something, isn't it funny though? After we die, that's something. It's all up to us what we think it is. It's heaven mm-hmm. is what you think it is because yeah. who's going to tell you? Oh no, it's exactly this. Yeah, yeah no I mean, one's yeah. been no, and came right. back. No, yeah. and not even the Bible really. So anyone who could tell you like this happens for sure is like kind of full of shit because like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? How you know? Well, people, the only stories they come back with is that they saw the light, they mm-hmm. went through a tunnel. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, I've, heard those, I've heard the similarities thing, in those, like the yeah. yeah. Well, well, the Sopranos also they they delved into that as well. I mean, that was a big. Don't stop believing. Yeah, that was a mm-hmm. well. Well, we all we we agree. Tony died at the end. Yeah. No. Really? No. Wow. Never. You don't think Tony dies? No. 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 Is that a is that a wishful thinking or? I just don't believe he died. Really? Yeah. I didn't believe it at first, even though the very first scene of. Many Saints of Newark, the very next thing David Chase put on screen after going to black was a cemetery? Yeah, I don't believe it. Interesting. Interesting. What about you? What? She's got to rewatch it. I think it. he died? Or She's got to rewatch yeah. it. she got to rewatch. By the way, none of us knew what the ending was. It was three endings and none yeah, of us kept knew. It secret, we all right? thought our cable went out, even us actors. Get out of here. Yeah. Wait, can I you was say calling Vinny Pastor. He was in Florida, I think, with Johnny V. I was like, "What? what? We, they were like us too." What? We <laughs> Johnny did not V's know Artie Bucco for those non-super. Yeah, fans. I didn't assume. I didn't assume right? that he died. What? Really? Johnny Gandamilia's yeah. Artie Bucco. Yeah. And uh, you were on uh, Talking Sopranos, correct? Uh, what's talk- that with no, uh, the... with Michael Imperioli and yeah, uh, Steve Shrippa? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I watched. I watched all those. Yeah, those those stories. Those stories were fantastic. I mean, it sounds like you guys what, had a blast. What were the three endings too. that you got? I forgot what they were. Um, no, no, we didn't get the three endings. Actually, they wrote three endings. Okay. And nobody ever knew. It was so like, like David oh, Chase like filmed three endings, yeah. and yeah, they knew it was no, gonna they didn't leak. Film three then... endings. They had three different endings, I think, in mind, and that's what it went with. I thought that was the best ending because everybody, like heaven, can make it their own. Hmm. Yeah. And that yeah. was the best thing you everybody talked about it for years and years and years. What happened? You know, I thought it was great. I thought it was a good conversation piece. It was really good. People still talking about it. How many years right. later? Wait till, wait, here we are. Here we are. Yeah, still yeah. talking about it. Ladies, yeah, let's let these uh, beautiful, talented ladies get out of here. Tell, make some traffic. Yeah, tell uh, tell our, our audience where they can find you and uh, give them a follow and and support them in 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 their future endeavors. Man, these are two incredible, incredible people. Thank you so much Thanks. for your time today, Tara. Where can people find you? Tara jokes. It's easier than Kenneth Tracy. <laughs> yeah. Find me everywhere at Tara jokes. <laughs> Tara jokes. Yeah, you have a great Instagram. Thank you. Yeah, and Catherine. Uh, this is Catherine Aducci on Instagram. Awesome. Naduch. And it's K A T H R I N E. K A T H R I N E. No E. Don't follow the fake ones. Yeah, the fake ones. Report them. Yeah, report them. And check them out on the the great, the legend, uh, big friend of the program, Chaz Palminteri's podcast. They're on there all the time. Some of the best parts of them are ours. So for the great Mickey Gall, for all the great people with us, uh, Omri probably left somewhere. What's his name? Oh, don't make it. Right landscaper? Here, I don't know. What, what was it again? Jose? Jorge. Jorge? Sorry, man. Even no, I, I know. I knew it's a bit. So the <laughs> Matt Rife would have done it better. <laughs> and with that, we will see you on Monday. Oh Peace. <laughs> Great stuff. Thanks.